Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. My name is Kevin Henry, the founder of the Dental Assistant Nation. Super excited to be joined today by Matthew Nelson, practice analyst with the California Dental Association. Matthew, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm really excited to have you on because I love the topic we're going to talk about today. That is how the dental assistant can help the new dentist, the the new dental grad kind of get his or her feet really in the dental practice because we know that's a real big thing right now. But before we dive into that, I want to make sure people know a little bit more about you. Yeah. So I am the practice management analyst. I spend a lot of time helping members with um, starting a practice and all the things that go into that, separating or selling their practice, uh, practice operations, some leadership, some HR stuff, um, you know, anything to help with the day-to-day operations of the practice. Prior to that, I spent about a year in consulting, and then before that, I spent five years as an office manager for a pretty large practice. So this is a, a topic I do like talking about and that I got to see a lot, and I did work with a lot of experienced dental assistants, and I did work with a lot of um, brand new doctors coming right out of school. And so, um, you know, this is, a, this is a fun topic. Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited about it because it's a very timely one, uh, you know, and one thing that I'm trying to get across during these recent podcasts we've been doing is the leadership role of the dental assistant. I was really glad to talk about leadership. And and I think that this is an opportunity for that experienced dental assistant, as you said, to really become a leader in the practice and kind of make sure that he or she takes that new dentist under the wing. So I'm going to ask you a 30,000 foot view question that we'll kind of drill down from there. But how are some ways that you see a dental assistant can help that new grad kind of get comfortable in the practice? Yes, I think a lot of it's understanding the lay of the land. Um, you know, that assistant's been there. They know how the front office likes their communication. They know how the owner dentist likes their communication. They know where all the product is. They know the patients. Like, you know, their their knowledge and their experience in the practice is really helpful for the doctor finding their footing and being comfortable and, you know, being that resource to help guide them on how to handle, you know, maybe the, the tougher person in the front or, or, um, you know, the patient that doesn't smile or doesn't talk, um, you know, that assistant usually has really great insight to those. And, and, I, and I love the one thing that, you know, you, you mentioned whenever we were kind of talking about this topic before is, is that you understand the value of the trust that the patient has with the dental assistant and how that can so often be a bridge between not only the patient and the practice, but also the assistant of the dentist as well. Yeah, that is, I'll tell you as a patient, as when I was a patient before I even worked in dental, I was that patient that as soon as the doctor walked out of the room, I looked at the assistant and I was like, do I really need to have that treatment done? Or how old is this doctor? Or, and, and I'm sorry, doctors, if you're listening to this, but the, I was that patient. And, um, you know, that's where that relationship with the dental assistant can go so far because if that dental assistant knows about you, like, oh, yeah, I know they look young, but they've already been practicing dental for five years or six years. Or, hey, this doctor is really good. So, uh, you know, if they showed you on the x-ray that you need this, then, you know, I have no doubt they, that you need it or Whatever it is, because the patients trust the dental assistants right away and, you know, the white coats to do them or whatever reason that trust with the doctor takes a little bit longer to earn. We know that. Absolutely. You know, and one thing that I know is 
uh, an interesting back and forth a little bit is when a new doc will come into a practice and there's a way that he or she wants to do things. And that may be different from the way it was previously done and trying to coordinate that dance of, well, we've never done it that way before versus kind of introducing the new way that things will be done with the dentist really serving as the leader of the practice. Yeah. And that's, um, man, that is such a common situation. It really is. And the doctor really does need to find their ground as a leader in the practice. Like you said, I think when it comes to, when you come into a practice, really being humble and taking that time and explaining the whys behind why you want to do something a certain way. I mean, it's, I have a teenage daughter. I have to do the same thing all the time. Well, we're going to do this. Well, why? Well, we're going to do this because, you know, to get that buy-in. And so, you know, it may not be the way that you've always done it, but if you explain why, or maybe you even find a common ground, like be humble and, and, and have an open conversation about it. And, and I love, you know, again, in our, our kind of pregame here for this, this um, podcast, one thing that you mentioned was the speed and how some doctors work quickly, some assistants work quickly. And again, that dance of what speed that you're going to work at to really hit your stride, I think is such a critical thing as well. Yeah. And I think that's something where you can really partner with the assistant too, because I, I, the last I had talked to some doctors that had recently graduated, I think that they said they prepped around four to five crowns in dental school. And these assistants have um, a lot of times been chairside for hundreds of crowns. And so they have seen what doctors do to work on speed or maybe send them over to the owner to ask questions, but you know, that they're efficient, they know what needs to be done or how, you know, what other doctors do to be more efficient. So it, it doesn't hurt to ask or to get their feedback on it. Um, ultimately, you know, it's about the patient and, um, you know, if the doctor's too slow, the patient's uncomfortable. If the doctor's too fast, the patient could be uncomfortable. Um, and the assistant just needs to make sure that they're providing that feedback and that they're doing, you know, what's best for the patient. And ultimately, that's the name of the game. It's whatever is best for the patient, whatever is best for the business, and putting egos and personalities aside and everything else. Yeah. You know, and, and we talk a little bit about, you know, the, the whole premise of this podcast was what can the assistant do to kind of train the new dentist or to work better with the new dentist. But there's a flip side to that as well, because I think the assistant has to be open to what the new dentist has to say as well. Uh, it can't just be a one-sided conversation. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. The assistant does have to be adaptable. Um, so, you know, the new doctor is not going to come in and work as fast as the owner that they may have worked with for however many years. Um, so that that has to be accounted for. It has to be accounted for on the schedule. Um, it has to be accounted for on like mapping out the rooms. And I think this is where it's really important. Um, you know, one of the offices I managed, we had four doctors, three associate doctors, and we staggered times. So they didn't all start at the same time. So we had our morning huddle, but what we found out was the associate doctor that was coming in an hour or two hours later, you know, they weren't a part of that morning huddle. So it really became every doctor had their own huddle with their own team. And it's, it's really important that you set aside that time with the assistant. And if you have a front office person assigned to you and map out what the day is going to look like, what the patients are, where you're going to go, uh, you know, and that, that huddle communication is huge. And I know one thing, you know, you mentioned you have a teenage daughter. I've got one in her mid-20s. And I know that 
there's certain ways that certain generations look at things that may be different than the way that you, me, the dental assistant may as well. Is there anything that you're understanding from your communication with CDA members about new dentists and maybe any issues as far as the generation gap or anything like that that also needs to be kind of kept in the back of the mind as well? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this it is... Question, I know. <laughs> it's so interesting and like, you know, really diving into these generational differences and there's so many like... Was it the silent generation, the boomers, the Gen X, the Gen Z? And we're going to start seeing Gen Alpha in the workforce soon too, right? Yeah, and it, it is really different. I mean, the work ethic difference, the, the difference between work-life balance, the communication style. Um, you know, I'm laughing because, like, you know, I just learned, like, the Gen, Gen Alpha has this uh, FOMO, fear of missing out thing where, you know, they just want to take a picture and show they were there to prove they were there and then they want to go versus like my generation, Gen X. It's like I committed. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to leave you if I found something better down the road. And, you know, I, it's just the communication style is different. The personal beliefs, like what's important. Um, and I think like we've already talked about, you just always have to tie those communication differences back to like, Hey, we're here for the patient. Like we're here to take care of the patient. This is how we take care of the patient. And if you, you know, have any of those generational differences, you can always turn it back to just what's right. Absolutely. Now I agree with that completely. Hey, everybody, we're on today with Matthew Nelson, practice analyst with the California Dental Association. We're talking about the dental assistant, the new grad dentist, and how they work together. And I'm really glad that we're talking about this today. So you mentioned communication, and I'm really curious because, again, uh, my daughter prefers to text. You know, a, a phone call or talking in person is such a different world for her. And I'm curious, you know, is there any um, substitute for just good old-fashioned face-to-face communication whenever we're going through something like this of building a rapport with each other? No, I, I really don't think there is. I think you really do have to set aside some quiet time, either like an end of day recap or a midday recap or, or something where you have that face to face feedback. I still just I was talking to a coworker today. Like, um, I misread, I misread her text and it was just a question. So I answered weird and she's like, that's a weird answer. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, I read it wrong. Uh, you know, and, and it's just like, there's, it's so easy to have like, you know, to misunderstand tone or anything like over text. So I, you know, I wouldn't have an end of day recap over text and, and I know that's the preferred method. Um, you know, I just, that face to face so you can see the sincerity and the, you know, yeah, I, I just think it's, yeah, it's irreplaceable. And, and I'm curious for your insight because. I would love to know for our dental system audience here, what are some of the biggest worries, pain points that, that you're hearing from these new grads who are coming into a new practice? What are some things that our assistants should be aware of and just kind of keep in mind from that dentist mindset? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I can take it back to like a story that I had where, you know, we had a new doctor come in and, I loved this doctor. We got along really well. And then one day, you know, a 
patient came in and um, had broken a crown that we did in the office. And the owner's philosophy was, you know, if that crown's done, you know, within a year or two, we're just going to replace it, no charge. And that doctor was really afraid of doing that back molar crown, and it was still pretty early in her career. And she didn't communicate that. She just said, I'm not going to do this unless I get X amount of dollars for the crown. And it just became about money. And then the assistants thought that, you know, she was money hungry instead of afraid. And, you know, it took an in the office conversation of like, what's really going on? And then a lot of tears. And it was just, I'm afraid of doing this. I'm afraid of doing this crown. I'm afraid of doing this is a hard, broken back tooth crown. I didn't do any of these in school. And, um, you know, taking the time to dig in and find out why, you know, we got the patient taken care of, of course. Um, but just know that like the doctors coming in, you know, they want to come in and take that leadership role they're supposed to take and they want to be confident. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard and the experience isn't there and, and to support them through that. And, and last question that I, I have for you is, are, are you hearing uh, a lot of assistants that I talk to, uh, when a new when a new dentist comes in, they're fully expecting new technology uh, to come with it as well, uh, new ways of doing things, not just you know in terms of new materials, but you know we're talking about AI right now. We're talking about all these different things. Is that something that you're hearing from these new dentists as well? I know that they come out of school with a lot of debt, but are they also very interested in making sure that 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 practice is tech savvy and and up to speed as much as possible when it comes to tech? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're hearing that a lot, like during the interview process and, um, you know, we help members that are just graduating and we're helping members that are looking to hire associates. So we're, you know, we're helping both sides and, um, you know, it really just comes down to making sure that, you know, what you're looking for, what you want, what you want to learn and making sure that's all communicated in the interview process. So, uh, you know, you find the right location or two, the doctor knows that to go invest in that stuff for you. And, so that yeah, it's just the communication piece up front is getting a lot stronger on that too. So, yeah, good enough. Good enough. Well, Matthew, hey, before we wrap up, I want to make sure: is there a point we didn't touch on that you really want to make sure our dental assistant audience kind of knows about this topic? Yeah, you know, I think the last thing really is just, um, and, and more for the doctors that are listening to is don't um, don't forget to return the favor. You know, these assistants work really hard. Um, you know, a lot of times they're the backbone of the practice and I have a soft spot for dental assistants, love dental assistants. And, uh, they're spending a lot of time, a lot of effort. There's, they're so, the perseverance is so strong with how much work they have to do. And, um, you know, don't forget to return the favor. Don't forget to thank them. Don't forget to develop them or teach them when you learn something new, you know, bring them along with you as they're bringing you along too. I'm going to tell you, Matthew, you just gained like a thousand new followers, you know, uh, with, uh, Dilla, you just, you just touched the hearts of a lot of Dell assistants with that. So that awesome, awesome piece of advice for any dentist that does listen. And we do know that they do listen. So thanks so much for being on today. Is there a way if our, if our listeners want to reach out to you, more information, pick your brain, whatever it is, that was a good way to get it. Yeah, email is probably the fastest way. Uh, my email is matthew.nelson at cba.org. And happy, happy to help or discuss any questions along this topic. 
And absolutely. We'll make sure that uh, that email address is in our show notes so it's easy for you to find. And Matthew, hey, thanks so much for the insight and the time today. I really do appreciate it, Matt. Well, thanks for having me. I've been a big fan of Dr. Rick Huspin and, uh, for, for a long time. Nice. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, well, it's, we are going to make sure that we're reaching lots of dental assistance through drbycuspid.com and through the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. Appreciate Matthew being on today. We appreciate each of you to, for listening to this episode. We'll be back soon with another power-packed episode. I promise you that. Until then, be well. And remember, you control your own success. Thanks for listening.